transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bunga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Thank you. You may be seated. I wanted to turn to Exodus chapter number 10 from the third verse. I remember that we began sharing on two powerful laws of greatness. And uh, I already started talking to you about the first one which is what the law of humility the law of humility and we said that if anybody is ever going to be great god's way god's method it will have to be humble first because according to god's word humility precedes greatness and in fact the bible reveals that for anyone that will come to destruction that fellow pride will come before his fall that's what the bible shows we may look at that shortly glory to god but i want to show you something in the scriptures about a man who was proud and um, this will also give you the idea of what god refers to as pride you know you cannot know exactly what pride is except you get in the word of god what human beings call pride is not necessarily pride the word of god shows us clearly what god defines as pride you see somebody who is younger than you is greeting you and saying hello and then to you you think well that guy is proud how could he be saying hello to me i thought you're supposed to bow and prostrate but is that how god sees it the word of god will give you the exact definition of pride so i said i wanted to show you about this man by the name pharaoh that's uh, yes can you read it want to go Yeah. Did, did, you, did you notice what God said? How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? So is this pride? Yes. God says it's pride. What is God addressing there? God is actually addressing his refusal to submit to his word. So what God thinks is pride is when you refuse to submit to his word. When you refuse to submit to his commandments, his word, what he has said. Every time you choose to live your own way, outside god's word god says you are proud now if anybody comes and says you're not proud it doesn't matter what the person is saying that person is not even a factor because he's not the one to judge you you see that he's not the one you're going to face if the person say no you're not proud you're just being discreet no you're not proud you're just being smart you know no that that person doesn't it doesn't matter it's god what god says about it is what matters so you better you better listen to what he's saying and you better (laughs) this one is important because he is the creator and then of course he's the judge of the whole world glory to god so i love to find out for myself what god is saying about every situation for instance many people have different definition of love god has his own definition 
how do you know God's definition? You get in the word of God to find out what God is saying about love. Then you discover that not what we call love is what God calls love. Okay, so this first principle works anytime, anywhere. Why? Because it's God's word. It does not fail. You must be humble. And this guy, God had to fight him. God went against him. God fought him because God says he is not humble. <laughs> Meaning that he did not submit to God's word. Isn't that terrible? Because the guy refused to let those children of Israel go. God says he's, he's proud. Why? Because God has given his commandment. God has given his word. God says let them go. A humble man as far as God is concerned. When God says something, he's supposed to follow what God says. He's supposed to submit to God's word. That's who a humble man is. In the sight of God. Alright. And if you notice that if it's Proverbs chapter number Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs 16 verse 18. We can read that too. Come on, read it. Everybody wants to go. Mm-mm. One more time, everybody. So if a man is going to be destroyed, pride will come first. Listen. When you begin to notice that somebody has suddenly become proud, if that person was not like that, if you love that person, begin to intercede for him. Begin to pray for him. Because after this, destruction is coming. So if you notice that it was not like that, know that the devil has targeted him or her to get him or her. So what do you do? You begin to pray for him. Father, open his eyes. Let him see it. Because after pride, destruction. And destruction comes in different ways. You know, there are some people that you meet afterwards, their life have become, has become tragic. You look at their life and say, Ah, what happened to you? Years after, what has happened to you? What, what, what happened? You should notice, he started being proud one time. And you know that it's, it's going to lead somewhere. So you begin to pray for him. Especially if he's a Christian. You begin to pray for him. Because according to the word of God, this is the law. Pride we have to go before destruction comes. So once this is been... You remember that, that king in the Bible by the name Asa? The Bible talks about the king Asa who suddenly became proud. He walked with God at a particular point in his life. And then all of a sudden, later on, he became proud. And the Bible says as he became proud, he became so proud and pompous that even the prophet that came to warn him and to tell him of his pride now, and, and, and what, what did he do? He refused to follow God's word. He turned away at one spot. And so a prophet came to warn him and said, you're going in another direction. The Bible says he took the prophet and put him in prison. Forever coming to warn him. He put him in prison. And the Bible says at the same time, he began to victimize his subjects. That's what pride does. Until he got diseased in his toe and would not even... The Bible says he would not even go to God to pray to God. No, no, no. He went to look for the best doctors in the land. You know he had the money. You know now you don't have enough. So when addicts come, you command it. Get out in Jesus' name. When something comes, you will be looking for healing. Say, I need healing. You are using your faith. Why? There is no enough money to take care of the situation. Maybe somebody has ulcer. Or somebody has something diagnosed with something, whatever. Or is a sickle cell and so on and so forth. So no money to take care of himself properly now. So he can be using faith. The moment money shows up. No, they don't need to use faith anymore. They know the best doctors now that can help them manage this thing. So they just call the guy. 
and say what drug do you think i can be on continually that this thing will not be troubling me you see money has come that was what asa did and so asa his pride made him not turn to god but the bible says in his own wisdom he asked for the best doctors and the bible not because that thing was a big thing but the bible says because of that because he consulted the doctors instead of god the bible says he died out of that sickness that thing was little you don't want to live your life like that if you want to know now how how you are before you become rich now is we will know now is now okay what you now how are you now you you don't have money yet right so how do you do now you know some of you now you say i will never be proud never i will never be have money first we will know the truth will show up money is an amplifier it amplifies your true character so when you don't have money you become humble that's why they say that the true person that can be humble is a rich man so if you want to know who is humble make sure the guy is rich okay so you see if you're not rich then how in the world are we going to know that you're humble until you have the money first then when the money comes aha if you still remain humble then we say you are humble glory to god can we read this from the amplified pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit notice that a haughty spirit before a fall a fall a fall did you remember this was what happened to satan he fell pride first before he fell so if you are beginning to manifest pride you're about to fall so what do you do check yourself the bible says watch and pray so you watch yourself and begin to pray for yourself begin to pray for yourself you see i, I just told you say well, what does it mean uh, i'm trying to get what it really means when somebody is proud or humble i just told you we are talking about pride as god sees it in god's eyes to be proud means you are not subject to his word period that's what it means as far as god is concerned it doesn't mean because you're not prostrating for your daddy now listen um respect is not humility but respect is in humility if you're humble you'll be respectful but respect is not humility in other words because somebody is respectful does not mean the person is humble there are many people that are respectful but they are very proud they were just trained to be respectful growing up as kids they were trained to be respectful there are many people that were trained in their culture to always prostrate and go all the way down for the ladies you know kneeling but check their hearts because you see when god looks at things he looks at when he's looking at your actions he's looking at what is making you do what you do god looks at the hearts the bible says man looks at the physical appearance but god looks at the hearts god knows why you're doing what you're doing he knows what your thoughts are he knows what your mindset is the reason you don't want to sit on that chair he knows why and when god is going to deal with you he's going to deal with you based on the why the reason behind what you did because you see god is not concerned about your actions as he is about what made you do what you did hello did you know that when somebody tells a lie you know when we have children when our children tell lies we don't want to care why he's telling lies. we beat the child said so you don't tell lies in this place you don't do that then you beat that you spank that child now that's not how god sees it god doesn't deal with you for doing what you did 
God is going to deal with you based on the reason. So what God will do if it were God that were to correct that child, God will look for the reason why that child told that lie and then God will help him get rid of that thing that made him tell the lies. Do you understand? In other words, if it's fear that made him tell lies, so God will help him deal with fear. God does not waste his time. He's a good investor. He doesn't waste his time correcting something that he knows you never never change. So he looks for what is making you do this thing. Then he helps you get rid of that thing. That's how God has always acted. And that's how he always is still doing so. You see, he looks at your heart. He's the father of spirits. Okay. Alright, let's look at 29th chapter symbol the 23rd verse now okay a man's pride shall bring him low <laughs> but honor shall uphold the humble in spirits have you ever noticed that those who seem to be very proud they are the ones that things are always happening to them that rubbishes them have you ever noticed <laughs> you if you look very well you notice so the guy because the more things seem to rubbish him the more it tries to, you know, say act proud. You see, he will only get in trouble with someone because he walks in there, you know, just walks in, he just walks in anyhow. And they say, hey, 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 stop, where are you going? You can't just walk in anyhow like that. For what? You see, he's getting in trouble with that guy now. There are arguments. You can't come in, you can't, you, you can't come in, my friend, scurry this guy out of this place. And then at the end of the day, they bond with him. You see, he could have just been humble. No, they carried him. If you notice that you're always getting at loggerheads with people, arguments, people you've never met before, you are meeting them for the first time, but then argument has started. Maybe you're proud, that's why. Because sometimes God will organize situations that will make people talk to you rudely. Just to get your attention. He, he will humble you. See, especially if you are his child. You know, God is so loving. He always, he, he doesn't want, he looks at the hand. He's not more concerned about the present. No. He's always, his focus is always on the end. So he looks at where you're going. And so he knows he needs to deal with this thing now. He loves you so much. He wants to lift you. But he cannot do it. He cannot break his word. He can't break his word. So he has to help you come out of this thing. If he's truly going to lift you. You, you, you want to be great? If you're here and greatness is your name, say Hallelujah. Not only am I saying hallelujah, I'm saying praise the Lord too because that's my name. <laughs> Greatness is my name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Alright, let, let, let's go to the New Testament. Let me show you something. James chapter number 4. And we'll read from the 6th verse. Well, it's on the screen. Can you all read it? Ah, uh-uh, no, one more time. <laughs> one moment. He what? He what? That means God is a giver. Don't you notice? He's a giver. He's not stingy. He's a giver of grace. He loves to do it. Did you notice? He's not saying he gave more grace. He says he giveth. King James English. It means he gives. He loves to do it. He loves help that fellow. He needs to hear this word. <laughs> he loves to do it. He giveth more grace. Therefore, he says, now the same God that gives more grace is the same God that resists. So that means he also resists. He resists the proud. 
Then he repeats, but give it grace. Now, if he has stopped us, he give it more grace. But God resists the proud and stop. Um, okay, so who does he give the grace to? Uh-uh, he tells you why. He says, the people he gives, he says, but give it grace unto the humble. So those who are qualified to get more grace are the humble. But he give it more grace. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but give Amplified version of this. Let's look at the Amplified. But he gives us more and more. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's me. Glory to God. But he gives us more and more grace. Power of the Holy Spirit to meet his evil tendency and all others fully. That is why he says God sets himself against the proud and haughty. But gives grace continually. Listen, if you don't know who God is, you think God likes to withhold. No, according to the Bible, you see, God is a free giver. You just have to position yourself to receive. My life has been this way. I've always moved from one level of grace to another. That has been my life. That has been my life. Got better in grace every time. Listen, you will be mistaken. If you see somebody who is increased in grace, you see the person is increasing in grace and you say he's proud. It's an evidence that you don't know what it means to be proud. Because for somebody to be moving in grace will, and the person is proud, will mean that God has broken his word. Because he giveth more grace. So that, that means there is something that you've not discovered. You thought the fellow was proud. That means you don't, is it that you don't know the definition of pride? Or there is something the guy is doing that you've not discovered? My life is full of grace. I'm telling you. <laughs> but he sets himself against. That's the reason why even people in the church, they have problems. You're wondering in the same church, people are having testimonies. There are those in the same place, they don't have testimonies. You'll be feeling for them. You know, I'm a man of God, I'm a pastor. So sometimes I, I try to check the difference. What is the matter? This same place, so and so is here. So and so is there. So and so is there. This one is coming with his testimony. The other one is coming. The other one is coming. But why? What about these other few ones? What happened? It's like that man at uh, Bethesda. The Bible says that Jesus went there. 38 long years. The guy had been in that condition. Sick. Bedridden. And Jesus went there and said, Do you want to be healed? First of all, the question. Why? How come that guy was there that long? 38 years to be in that condition. He wasn't 38 years old. Which meant that something started someday. That thing started someday. For 38 years, he was there in that condition. How can somebody stay that long not being healed? And Jesus has been in town. But thank God, God, God had mercy on him. Then Jesus came in there. And the Bible says in that place, in that pool, there were a lot of sick folks there. A lot of sick people. Plenty of them. And Jesus went there, sneaked in there, and didn't heal anybody else. But Jesus went to look for that guy. And went to him. Can you imagine? And Jesus said, do you want to be well? And the guy never said, yes, I want to be well. He never said it. He started narrating story. He says, I've been here several times. So that, that means that's why he was there. For a long period of time. That means he had bitterness. Because from the way he was talking, I've been here several times. Nobody, can you imagine? Nobody to help me enter the water. Because the Bible says that... At season, at season, at the season, the angel will come and stir the water, that pool. Anybody that will enter first will get healed. So, he had been there beside that pool a long time. He said, nobody to help me. Look at me here in this condition. What did Jesus ask? Do you want to be well? He says, nobody has been able to help me to enter that water. Can you see? I've been here a long time. Can you see me? 
family members they let me uh, mama john he was here the other day she she decided to go she got fed up i told her to wait a little bit she said she can't wait till she has something to catch up with i said the angel will soon say can you imagine that she just left the angel stared water I could, nobody to help me. you see he was just complaining there are people like that in church there are some others in the same place you give instruction to everybody they've already chosen their hearts what to obey why the pastor is giving the instruction they are already calculating their heart um i'm not foolish i have things i will do how can i no no i, I can't fast that long why should i be fasting up to six that what happened huh? god sees my heart i only fast to three or twelve you see they are already in the same place you're not wonder, wondering why is their life like this and they are the one that can cry the most <laughs> oh god help me apostle apostle <laughs> Ask him, did he follow the simple instruction? No. You believe the apostle is prophetic? Yes. Now, the same apostle that is prophetic gave simple instruction. You said no. You chose your own. What is God saying? You're proud. And what will God do? He has to deal with this, your pride. So, how will he do it? He has to set himself up against you to get your attention. If your attention is not gotten, you will continue in this direction. And so, that means you won't go far. And he wants to take you far. So the best way to call, have you never read it in the Bible when it says God chastises his own children? He rebukes them. Those he loves, he chastises. How does he do it? By bringing out the cane out of heaven to beat you? Or a koboko from somewhere? This is how he does it. He will make sure. Okay, I will show you something soon. That states that God frustrates, frustrates the proud. He frustrates him. He will make sure that you are frustrated. So you now stop and say, wait. What is the matter? Uh-huh. But when you are now beginning to ask the question, what, what have I done wrong? What is the matter? Now you are not ready. Oh, it's a terrible thing. It's simply manifesting the nature of Satan. That's what pride is. It is manifesting the nature of Satan. We are God's representative. We are supposed to manifest the nature of Jesus. That's why Jesus was sent first. As the firstborn. That's what the Bible says. We are his brethren. So we have somebody to follow. The Bible says he has given us example in his steps. So we are supposed to follow his steps. And what does the Bible say? Philippians chapter number 2. Let's look at Jesus. We may come back here. And we have to. Philippians chapter number 2. Let's begin reading from the 6th verse. He's talking about Jesus. Go to verse 5. So that we can link all this together let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who thought who being in the form of god thought it not robbery to be equal with god do you know what this means it means that jesus was actually co-equal with god but not because he's thinking that what it, being equal with God is too big for him. That's not what he's trying to do. He's not. He's not. He's not thinking it's robbery to be equal with God. But he just chose to humble himself. Who, being in form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Jesus was God, but he took upon himself the form of a servant. What did he say when he was telling his disciples? He says the greatest in the kingdom will be the servant of you all. And that's what Jesus himself did. And was made in the likeness of men. How could almighty God be made in the likeness of men? What an insult. 
how could eternity be made in the likeness of mortal men that that took some humility on the part of jesus and god knew that jesus was humble how do you know you will see what god says next he knew that jesus what jesus demonstrated what was humility real humility he had to become a baby he had to grow at one time he couldn't even start his ministry without somebody laying hands on him first and when he went to john the baptist for hands to be laid on him john said excuse me you can't come here <laughs> i can't do this <laughs> you are the one who is supposed to lay hands on me jesus said you have to allow it to be so we have to make it happen like this and then john with fear and trembling laid hands on jesus why so many reasons but i, I won't go there today but jesus was humble enough to come to john the baptist now he made john the baptist do you understand <laughs> he is the one of god in flesh he created john the baptist now he had to come to john the baptist to lay hands on him because that love it, it it has to be done hands must be laid on you before you you go do you understand if you really have something serious in ministry to do you understand uh-huh so jesus was that humble he walked among men and then he was humble enough uh, he's right there and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death unto death how could he be obedient to death death is an evil angel don't you understand death is an evil angel there's something called an angel of death according to the bible death was one of the angels that satan controlled and he sent death now are you marking my tenses you're marking my tenses do you notice i'm saying sense controlled past tense and then he sent death on errands according to the bible so the devil because first it was the devil that made him come into the world he opened the door for him to come how when adam transferred power to satan so satan could open the door now for death to come in that angel and then when that angel came in satan started controlling him he's the one to say hey go kill this so and so hey move kill this. so he had that control well, glory to God at the resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> Power changed that. Say hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you may not understand, but let's leave that another for another day. So now Jesus was subject to death. But the good news is that he destroyed death by dying. Glory. And so he became obedient to death. That's some humility. Even the death of the cross. Now, the reason he has to emphasize and say even the death of the cross is because um, if you want to talk about serious shame, it's the death on the cross. In their day, that was the most shameful thing. And Jesus humbled himself to die on the cross. To die on the cross means you are the worst criminal. It means they want to really humiliate you. If you wanted to be, if they really want to humiliate you, they hang you on the cross. That was what they did. So when somebody is on the cross, number one, the cross on that cross represents curse. That means this is a cursed person. This is a worse criminal. 
then they strip that fellow naked right there and say he's worth nothing he doesn't deserve to be human he's worse than an animal so that's the most shameful death and then they treat him they'll treat that fellow like a real criminal and that was what he did with jesus now you know if you don't understand it you think maybe um how come they nailed jesus on the cross and maybe because so that we can have the cross it's not so that we can have the cross it was after he was nailed that we now talk about the cross but he was not the first person to be there that's not the first time they'll be nailing people to the cross ever before him they've been nailing people criminals robbers on the cross and even when he was nailed there the bible reveals that there were two other criminals beside him so it was really shameful but in all of that jesus was still humble on his way to the cross he was humiliated slapped spat on they said prophet prophesy they slapped him he went to hide and said who slapped you who slapped you according to the bible prophesy who slapped you so it was really terrible and in all of it as jesus was going you know on his way jesus never stopped and said i feel sorry for all of you (laughs) he didn't do that he didn't say let me just by the time i resurrect He didn't do that. While he got on that cross, and the fellow that he made with his hands took one of his palm and fast it on that wood and put the nail there, the Roman nail, very long and thick, and drove it into his palm. Jesus nothing. Yay! Ha! <laughs> he didn't say so. You know, <laughs> I've meditated on this several times and I have laughed and laughed. You know, there is there is how far our patience can take. Do you understand? <laughs> oh God. But Jesus, in all of it, the Bible says, even when he was hanging on that cross, he prayed for his captors. He prayed for them. He prayed for them. He said, Lord, forgive them. Somebody say, hey, forgive them. That's what he said. He said, Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Someone will say, they know what they are doing. (laughs) They knew. (laughs) I say, Father, let these ones meet in hell. (laughs) He didn't do that. He was humble enough. And then when they were taking him up on that cross, he didn't say, wait. I even understand. If you want to crucify me, no problem. The father told me you will crucify me. I understand that one. But how can you be crucifying me with these thieves? Ah, what kind of nonsense? My friend, get them out. You know, he didn't. He associated himself with criminals. Real humility. And what Jesus did, God God's attention. Ah! God was moved. He was he was looking down on Jesus and watching all of it. He told Jesus, he said, Hey. I'm going to be separated from you. Jesus said, no. I don't think I want to take that. Uh, God said, we have to. Uh, That means you won't have the Holy Spirit anymore. The demons that you cast out, you have to go and fellowship with them. Jesus said, no. I don't want to hear that. Father said, you have to. He said, well, if it be your will, let it be done. God is looking. Seriously? You mean that? You mean that? And then Jesus proved that he meant it. And then, 
the bible says because of what he did come on the next verse now wherefore god also you see why you cannot be jealous of him god also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name listen there is no clause against this one giving him a name that is above every other name uh, but only the names of no every means every every name as long as that thing has a name the name of jesus is above it as long as that fellow has a name the name of jesus is above it do you understand if they show up suddenly with their guns what are they called robbers ah the name of jesus is above you glory to god because that's the name do you understand so as long as that thing has a name you say well i don't know what name to call it give it a name so that the name of jesus can dominate it because it says every name which is now by the way the word name they have told you several times is the greek word onoma which also means authority that means the name of jesus is above every authority it doesn't matter if it's governmental political whatever kind of authority demonic they said the name of jesus is above every name now this was the sovereign declaration of almighty god god passed it into law he stamped it bam, and said no name oh i'll never be poor in my life in the name of jesus i will never be diseased in the name of jesus glory to god so you see when we are using that name we are not we are not just making some empty talk that's the name that is above every name but you know how he got there humility he had to humble himself first the spirit of god asked you to fast three days you tried day one <laughs> you managed day two now this is not even um marathon you understand what they call dry fast just fast and break by six but day two around three o'clock your stomach starts starts singing unusually you see even god knows that you can't say we should kill ourselves grace has come you you took something day three ah <laughs> It's as though you woke up into anger. <laughs> you said, hey, hey, Oh Lord, please help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Around 10, ha. Ah. Oh Lord, help me, help me. You tried to distract yourself. You did everything you wanted to do just to push this one guy away. It's a lie. It's as though the thing is increasing. It's as though all the, what they call worms, they are biting your stomach. You say, ha. Ah. <laughs> this is a serious matter. The Spirit of God knows why He asks you to fast 30 days. Maybe He wants to bring you to something glorious. You have been crying since. Father, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. So He gives you that instruction because He wants to bring you to something glorious. He wants to bring you to another level of work with Him. 
but you are not humble enough do you understand so day three your body will not let you so you you, you begin to uh, i don't think god understand this thing god understands he understands then you take something and then after it you say if i eat i will have more strength to pray it's better to eat <laughs> yeah that, that's what many do and then you take that thing by 12 o'clock you said it was the essence of fasting without praying no strength to pray so i eat it now i will have strength then you eat it you see it's like jesus wherefore god also god was watching out for your humility how much will you humble yourself according to the bible fasting is humbling oneself before god so how much will you humble yourself before god you couldn't humble yourself and so you stopped it somewhere your body is your god you let your body take the place of god and so you couldn't do the fasting you couldn't complete it and so you were supposed to enter into maybe into the realms of vision now you stop somewhere so you now begin to hear intuition inside that's where your fasting took you even the intuition you don't really understand should i go this way or go this way is this way (laughs) because you didn't complete this would have moved you but you were not humble enough to complete it look at jesus while he was going on in that suffering he didn't stop he pushed it to the hands to the hands ah and so god also had to honor him god is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him god had to reward him and give him a name that is above every other name and god passed this into law and god went ahead to say next verse that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven listen if god has said of things in heaven that was a great honor and things in earth if god has stopped there and say okay only things in earth that was mighty honor and things under the earth there are no other three realms just there are no other realms just these three in these three realms he says in other words in heaven at the name of jesus every knee bows on earth at the name of jesus every knee bows even in hell at the name of jesus every knee bows hey how can god give so much honor like this why because the name of jesus is the name of god the father he bestowed it on jesus and all of god's power all of god's authority everything that makes god god is invested in that name do you understand everything is in that name the limitation of that name is the limitation of god's power but you know what no limitation so everything is in that name and that name was given 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 to this humble son given to jesus jesus is the focus of heaven when he walks in heaven now on the streets of heaven all light turns towards him because of what he has done and i'm a joint here with him glory to god yeah hallelujah but he had to learn in humility first and that's why you have to learn humility in your life consciously back to james chapter four we'll look at six into seven and then ten okay 
but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Next verse. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You submit yourself to God. This will be clearer soon. Verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sights of the Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. The Greek word chosen for sight there is enopion. Now, you don't have any business with that, but let me just tell you the meaning. It means in the sight, in the presence. That's what it means. Before. So what he's saying is, humble yourselves before God. Humble yourselves in the presence of God. I want to tell you something. Now, God is everywhere. But his manifest presence is not everywhere. So the presence of God, Jesus says, if two of you will gather in my name, he says, I will be there. There will I be present. So any gathering or any uh, meeting in the name of Jesus, the presence of God is there. His manifest presence. So even if it's in your room and you say in the name of Jesus, you are praying, the presence of God is there. Because in that name, the presence of God is there. So he says in his presence, he says humble yourself. That's why you should be careful what you do when you gather with other Christians. Some people, when they gather, they say they are praying. That's when you'll be walking about. No respect, no honor. There's something called the spirit of lordship. There's something called the spirit of lordship. It means the spirit of reverence. You have to understand reverence. When you come to the house of God, it doesn't matter where that, who that pastor is. It doesn't matter what that gathering is. As long as you are hearing them, they are calling the name of Jesus. And you came in among them. You have to humble yourself. Otherwise, you'll be fighting against yourself. You'll be setting God up against your own destiny. So you don't come in and say, is it not just church? I mean, you see in church, those who are not well taught, you see them receiving call. They are in church. They are receiving phone call. Hello? Hello? I'm in church. I'm in church. No honor. There are angels there. Say, I'm in church. I'm in church. Somebody is in church. He's browsing. He's listening to the preacher. He's browsing. You, you you see, sometimes we question God. Ah, I know this brother. He was always in church. What happened to his life like this? Were you there? Did you see what he was doing? He was always in church. Did you watch his life? Did you enter his mind? As the preacher is preaching, he's analyzing in his mind. These preachers, they, their mouth is sweet. Their mouth are only, they are gifted to talk. This thing he's saying is, you see? But you didn't enter his mind. What is the Bible saying? Humble yourself in his presence. In his presence. Oh, well, let's stand to our feet. He's still sitting down. She's still sitting down. The man of God said, Everybody stand to your feet. Let's worship the Lord. Still sitting. You're now wondering why? Why? How come many Christians have problems in their lives? This God is mysterious. He's not mysterious. If you follow his laws and principles, God is no respecter of persons. That's what the Bible shows. I've discovered that for my life. I've discovered that. That if A did something and got the results, and I did it too, I'll get the same results. I discovered that it's not, it's not that God has some special 
you understand some special grace that will give some people if they do that thing if the other one do the same thing i won't give that one that grace i discover it's not true as long as you follow his principles you get the same and you'll be excited you just be wondering hey so this is me too because god is no respecter of persons it's just you you how are you working with him how many times have people lose big things they've lost big things sometimes even their lives why maybe because of something that he did in church last week the preacher was preaching he stood up and walked out he didn't know that what he just did is a dishonor not only to the spirit of god to that man of god and distracted everybody around him he wanted to go out so he started passing and brushing everybody so everybody is distracted there's something that somebody ought to have heard he made that one miss it and you think that all you see is all there is there are angels in this place as you're passing you're passing beside them you see and when they talk like this you think they're trying to scare us no they're not trying to i'm just being honest with you because there are a lot of things in the spirit realm that are happening but you can't see them until god opens your eyes and many times we are not permitted to see them there are things that are kept secrets you'll be seeing but you can't see anything except the one god gives you the permission to see glory to god you see this is the word of god this is the word of god humble yourself in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up this is what follows he'll lift you up you want to pray at home you're praying have you ever learned to kneel down have you ever learned to i mean genuinely from your heart not that you are kneeling down but you are standing inside no not that one have you learned to kneel down have you have you learned to go on your face somebody could be you could be sleeping on your back but in reality inside your spirit you are completely broken broken you're talking to god broken glory 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 it's called in the sight of god first peter chapter number five from the fifth verse you know this is just the first law and god cannot lie if you discover something from the scriptures about how to get certain results put it to work you will surely get the results you know why because these are infallible proofs <laughs> like the bible calls it likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder now he is not referring to an elderly person like uh, those of you that are young when you see an elderly person submit yourself to that elderly person all right the bible teaches that that's called honor all right but that's not what he's talking about in this place now the early church would put someone as an overseer because in those days they lacked pastors okay they didn't have much pastors so they put someone who they thought is quite elderly in charge of certain congregation or group of christians so that one they call that one an elder in reality is a pastor you understand so he's not talking about like you respect elderly people the bible says we should but that's not what he's talking about here so he says likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder if you want to know what i'm talking about go to the first verse I want to show it to you so that you understand this. The elders which are among you, I exhort. You see, he's talking to the pastors. 
or these over or these ones that have oversight over the congregation who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of christ and also a particular of the glory amplified amplified i want and counsel the elders among you the pastors and spiritual guides of the church did you have you found that so when he's talking about elder he's talking about the pastor like an elder in so and so departments would be the hod you get it an elder in so and so cell would be the cell leader and so on and so forth so that's what he's referring to so now with this in mind let's go to the fifth verse so that we can yeah likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder ye all of you yea all of you be subject one to another the word subject there means be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility let's take it one after the other submit yourselves unto the elder meaning to the pastor of that church or to the hod of that your department or whatever group you have the one that is heading that group he says submit yourself unto that one god's instruction in the house of god there is no disorderliness if you are rebellious the bible says you are a witch that's what the bible says it says it's the same thing so if you choose to be rebellion then you're you, that's the witch in the church or in that group <laughs> it's sounding funny but it's the fact <laughs> So you see, when we start praying for witches against witches and wizards, you know you're one of them. All right, now, so likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Submit yourselves. Yea, all of you be submissive one to another. Now, this one is talking about now dealing with one another. Now, where you submit to one another, you know, Brother John, all right, come up. You're the one to lead the prayer. And then Brother John says, can we all stand to our feet? You don't say, eh? We say, did he come? You will not be telling me to stand. You're submissive. Well, I have an idea. I have an idea. All right. And um, can we arrange it this way? I think it will accommodate more people. He said, ah, "How can he be teaching us what to do?" Hod, you are listening to him. No. Submit yourselves one to another. Okay. All right. And be clothed with humility. Dress yourself in humility. Strive after it. Do you understand? strive <laughs> now there are people in their departments they have five people that they control their shoulders have gone up see i mean five people in my department glory to god <laughs> and then probably it increased to 10. i mean now they gather in their department 10 of them seated 10. Hey, hey. hallelujah they become the preacher in that place Lift your hand, lift your hand. Let's begin to the shoulders have. So when they see the other HOD that is coming, that one has only two. Then they begin to talk. You know, you know, we are not the same level of grace. We are not at the same level of grace. <laughs> this thing happens between pastors too, among pastors. By the time they start gathering, and the place is getting filled, shoulders had gone up. They begin to compare themselves. No, we are not. No you are not ready to move that's the fact because god will not move you god says uh, uh, ah this is where you stay <laughs> you have to be humble in your life 
Listen, you practice, you train yourself too. You make yourself do it. There are times that you want to do it, the flesh is saying, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 no. Right, while the flesh is screaming and hollering and shouting right in front of the flesh, you went ahead and did it. The flesh will be broken. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Glory to God. For God resists the proud. Have you ever read it in the scripture? Resist the devil? What will happen? When God now resists the proud, what do you think will happen? He will disappear. <laughs> God resists the proud and give it grace to one guy called Apostle Victor Peters. Glory to God. That's what he says. Can you see Apostle Victor Peters there? <laughs> And give a grace to the humble, but the pride. You see, God did not leave the pride. He didn't say God left the pride. Eh, he won't leave him. Oh, he said, <laughs> "I will resist him." Amplified version. Likewise, you who are younger and of lesser rank, lesser rank means that you have somebody above you, and so on. Be subject to the elders, the ministers, and spiritual guides of the church. Giving them due respect and yielding to their counsel, yielding to their counsel, yielding to their counsel. I'm laughing because I remember that some people will say, Anything God wants me to do, I'll do. Now, when the pastor now says, This is what God is asking you to do, they will say, Okay, <laughs> but they will hug you. <laughs> Very interesting, isn't that self deception? Giving them due respect and yield it to their counsel, clothe, apron yourselves, all of you, with humility, as the garb of a servant, so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you, with freedom from pride and arrogance towards one another. I mean, the guy I saw him trekking. I carry bike to this place. How much does he have? He trekked. I saw him when he was trekking it. <laughs> There are people like that. You'll be amazed what people think in their mind. You'll be amazed. Ah, this brother does not seem to have more than two shirts. Ah, well. Glory be to the Lord. It's in church. You'll be proud. You'll be surprised. In church. Say, give prophecy. Give prophecy. The guy is giving prophecy. Ah, ah. What kind of prophecy? This one is. Glory to the brothers and sisters. I saw something now. I saw an angel with heavy wings. <laughs> because you want to intimidate him. Now what I'm saying is sounding like ridiculous. No. Go study about the church at Corinth. That was what they did. The Corinthian church. He said he wants to give prophecy again. What does he have? He's for you need to watch. 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 You see? <laughs> That's pride. That's pride. In dealing with fellow human beings. That's pride. The insolent the overbearing, the disdainful, the presumptuous, the boastful, and he opposes, frustrates, and defeats them. Who does it? God. But gives grace, favor, blessing to the humble. Well, that's me. Glory to God. <laughs> See how he frustrates people? You wonder. Why? It's, God says, you must gather, be in church. The guy says, no. He has his own thinking. He says, must we come on Thursdays? We can we, On Sunday, I still understand that one. But how will we be coming on Thursday? Why? Uh, anywhere you are, the presence of God is there. 
You can be in your house and have church. You see? Foolish talk. He doesn't know. He is proud. He doesn't know. He tells me, I, I don't believe in always being in it. I don't believe in it. I, believe, I, I don't believe in that one. Okay, what do you believe in? So you now select what you believe in from the word of God. So God, you are wiser than God. In the house of God. Make sure you title. I don't believe in titan. Did God ask you? Did he ask for your opinion? <laughs> did he ask you to believe in it? He says do. You said no, I don't believe in it. And that's why there is no excuse. You don't believe in it? Hey, God. Listen to this. Two people are trying to get a job. In a very comfortable place. It's one position. Both of them are children of God. This is a high seat. When you move into it, the salary alone, boy, is mouth-watering. There are different benefits attached to this job. Both of them from different places. Both of them are Christians. Okay? So we have Christian brother A, Christian brother B. Christian brother A is fasting and praying for this job. Christian brother B is fasting and praying for this job. Who will God give this job to? You know, people have asked me that question several times. He said, if two people are praying, both of them are very serious in church. They are very faithful. And they are both praying and fasting for this job. So who will God now give two people? Will God look for another job for this one? He will not. He will give the one that he knows that is the tighter. You think he will give you because you are fasting and praying? Oh! <laughs> so God will give you. You stingy you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because there are some things that you don't understand. Let me tell you. When there is a child of God that loves to give in the house of God, that child of God already positions himself for God to be committed to his finances. Because God is watching him. The Bible says he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. That's the law God operates by. It's not just giving. Even if you have something, a gift, and then you're making use of it to bless other people in the house of God, God will increase you. He has no choice. He's committed. He's bound to. And God, the tithe, listen, the reason why the churches are well run is because of the givings of the people. Those monies are not falling from heaven, from angels somewhere. You Have you ever heard it that they say that angels bring money from heaven? If they did, it would be counterfeit. Because there is no naira there. Don't you understand? The counterfeit. Even when you have miracle money, it will be money blown from somewhere that will come in. In this world. Not from heaven. Okay? So, if God wants to do something big, financially, He will first look for those who He can trust amongst His children. I'm not talking about general hard work that the people of the world, they do. God don't care about people that are not his children. He cares about his children. And so if A and B are praying about the same thing, who do you think God will locate? The tighter for this one seat. Listen, I will even go further. Even if this guy who is the tighter is not fasting about it, this one is fasting and praying. No matter how much he fasts and prays. Because God knows that this one will be of benefit to his kingdom. God will lift this one first. God can now give this one special gift. He can have gift of seeing. He can have gift of prophesying. But not in this area. Because what he's doing, fasting and praying, God rewards fasting and praying with spiritual gifts. He doesn't reward it with money. 
All these things are principles. You have to get it. And if you don't do God's word, you set God. Some people are setting God against themselves in their spiritual life. But financially, they are prospering. Some are setting God against themselves in their finances. But spiritually, they are prospering. They can speak in diverse tongues. They will speak in Hebrew tomorrow. Speak in Chinese. <laughs> but the guy is poor. But the guy is poor. You have to understand. Listen, I made up my mind. I want to discover everything. Everything all around that will make my life beautiful. That's the reason I'm searching. I'm doing plenty of searching. You understand? So that in every area I am lifted. Not that in one area you're crawling, the other area you're doing. The, 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 ah! Glory to God. When I discover, when I notice, I look around and say, okay, now, when was the last time I gave big? Then I walk towards it. I need to give big. The Bible says there was a wise, poor man. Once upon a time in a city, the guy was wise, but his voice was not heard. He was very wise. He had wisdom. They could go to him for counsel, but his voice was not heard. But, but there was this rich, foolish guy. He's foolish, but his foolishness was heard. Why? Because of his money. And I want my voice to be heard all over the world because I got the message. Do you understand? On the inside. And so what am I doing? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm putting these principles to work. Putting these principles to work. You know, I was telling the pastors and ministers the other day what I did with our Jeep. I can't be keeping keeping what? You know, somebody came to my wife and said, Oh, and that Jeep is so lovely, I love it. Ah, thank you. <laughs> You can't be keeping it. Keeping it to do what? Listen, I will write something better than Jeep. Let's finish with the gospel first. Do you understand what's going on? Let's let's deal with the gospel first. The whole the only thing I can stop me is rapture. The whole world is going to hear my voice. I'm telling you. <laughs> the whole world. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Because you see, this is my own this is this is my own purpose. So I'm fulfilling it and I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to so give it my best and even God will say, Wow, you tried. Ah, no, no, no. You, 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 you. Uh, did you see that's what God did with Jesus? That's what he did with Jesus. He says, God was moved and exalted him. There are some things that you do. You, you settle your path for life. Don't you understand? You just know that you know that you know that you can never be small. Ah! Listen. Listen. I can never be poor. Hmm. You know there are some things that at this my level that I've known that I can't doubt anymore. I just mentioned one of them. I just mentioned one of them. It's like thinking of me dying like a chicken. Inside me I will be thinking that I'm lying. You know. If I say I would die like a chicken, something it will be like something another me will be inside and say, Yo, you're lying. You know you are deceiving yourself. You you cannot. You know how many times I will sit in the middle of the night in dark room, in the dark room, I will sit there and say, I will never die. I refuse to all by myself with the word of God in front of me, talking myself, talking life into my being. When you are in the bathroom, what do you do? <laughs> and disturbing the whole neighborhood. 
in church you won't sing. Only in the bathroom you are inside that bathroom. <laughs> if you're sharing the bathroom with someone else, and then they are waiting, my friend, when will you come out? I'm coming. <laughs> in the bathroom should be your exciting moments. You're there. You're bringing back those things that you've put in your spirit. As you're taking your bath, all of a sudden, oh, glory! Because something just surged on the inside. You remember something again. Boy, I'm not of this world. I couldn't be. Ah, every fiber of my being has the life of God. Every strand of hair on my body has the life of God. Listen, if you pull one air out of my body and say, you belong to Apostle Peters. Say something. He will say, you will never be poor. You think I'm coming. I, I, I study. Then after studying, then I'm not come here to be, to be teaching you because I study to teach you. You must be joking. I'm teaching you out of the overflow. <laughs> I'm smart. I'm smart. There was a time. That it was difficult, difficult for us to feed in the house. There was a time. But in that period, I did not change my words. I still talked like I knew where I was going because I did. That's my wife. She had never had one time that she had to sit me down to be comforting me and say, is it not God that call you? <laughs> God that call you, He will do it. Never, not one time. Never. Even when things are looking so rough, in the midst of it, I will still march to the altar and say, "Glory to God, boy! I'll never be poor in my life. I will still be shouting." Some of them be wondering, "This, this man." <laughs> You better say it so that people will help you. <laughs> Listen. Before God increased the anointing upon my life, I'd been saying it. Boy, I'm anointed. I'm so anointed. I'll be saying behind the pulpit. Hmm. I, I, I hadn't gotten here then. I mean, in the level of grace. But I'll be saying it as though I'm say, boy, I'm so anointed. Woo! I feel this thing all over me. How many things? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Why? Because my heart is set. My heart is set. You think we are playing games? They will tell you, they will force it to even tight is an issue. I will never be put in my life. You say, I will never be put in my life. You're deceiving yourself. <laughs> this thing is by principles, brother. By principles. Offering, you won't give. When they are passing the back, you one thing you are known for, you are the one that helped them to collect the back to pass to the next person. You assist the usher very well in that. So once the thing comes, how can see <laughs> that's what you do. You are very good at that. Continue. Continue. You want to know whether a pastor is lying to you or not? Watch how he's doing. He himself. The guy is saying we should tight. Watch him. Is he tightening? 
Because we discover if he's lying. Those ones who don't really understand it, they are the ones, I mean pastors now, they are the ones who don't do it themselves. And that's why they are always broke. And so they are looking for somebody to bail them out. So the guy, when they are tight, everybody, you're tight. He, he, he doesn't have tight. Offering. They don't bring the offering box to pastor. Pastor is a special gentleman. So they give everybody. He is not giving his offering. God forbid. What am I learning the word of God for? For you? For myself. And I have to do it first. I have to do it for my life. For some of you that have insight, you already, you are not me, but you already know that this man is going somewhere. Boy, <laughs> this man that I'm seeing. <laughs> How do you know? Because you can see the way I'm trailing. Glory to God. Greatness is named upon me. <laughs> no one they are talking about greatness. They say don't greatness is not necessarily money. You are lying. In greatness there must be money. <laughs> Otherwise it's not greatness. No, it's just for you to be popular. Ah no. Who wants <laughs> the essence of popularity without money, brother? Greatness is named upon me. <laughs> Glory to God. I was born to be great. And I will be great. I was born to be great. <laughs> you can tell your neighbor, say, listen up. The day is coming. That you may not be able to come near. To get to me, you have to fill some forms. Because I'm going to be so great. <laughs> Say hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, God is so wonderful. He has a way of making you not see somebody is beside you right now. You, you can't smell greatness. You think, why is he looking dirty like this? Why, why is he looking this way? This one is smelling. This one is a. But that fellow, maybe that's greatness seated beside you. But you are overlooking. You already you you're writing him off in your mind. And then when you see him up there, because that brother, that sister is diligently working towards his greatness. To you, you think he's wasting his time. Ah, you come to church again. Ah, this guy is here again. It's like this guy does not have job. Oh, he does <laughs> okay. Alright. I told you about that guy while we were in school. When the pastor is preaching, glory to God. This guy would nearly jump from his pew. We use amphitheater. He would be shouting. Hey. Bam. Money. Pooh. And you know some of us, we didn't have money. <laughs> so he would bring the money. Come into the altar. Slap it there. Bah. He goes. He goes. In a short ride again. He pulls his shoes there. Brother, don't do that. Hey, bam. Ah. You'll be wondering. Ah. Is this guy the only one in church? He did this from time to time. No wonder after he left school, he occupies a very important position in politics. When I heard about it, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. Because the guy knew according to his future. You see, you have to know according to your future what to do now. He knew. And so when he was doing it, he looked like a mad person to all of us. Of course, we knew about giving. I gave. But the realm at which you thought, so, these guys are nuts. <laughs> and some of you will be jealous. Oh God, can't you just give me money to give like this? Because you know, some of us were still 
please. They, they are trying to send you 2,000 to all those things. So you wish you could really give like this for those of you that understood the principle of giving. But the guy had. What an advantage. You see, for some of you that have extra money, you know, uh, you should use it to your advantage. Instead of spending it on nonsense, you should be using it to your Because those your parents will not keep giving you. The time will come that they will stop. So as they give it, use it to your advantage. So that when you come out, you will not still be calling them up for money. You would have become big, self-sufficient, depending on nobody. And that was what that guy did. No wonder, after he left school, his story was different. But when he was doing it, he looked like a mad person. They are talking about the givers. Brother so-and-so, his name would be there. If he was not there, we would wonder. Ah, this brother's name was not there. Top givers. No, ah, why? Because he was always giving. Whatsoever a man sweats. That will lead it. Glory to God. Money comes into your hand now. He's Mr. Beast. You want to say he's been long. I gave myself some treats. <laughs> so you take the money. How much? 5,000. I say, I won't kill myself. You remove 2,000. Pew! <laughs> so let's go to Mr. <laughs> you see how much you lack wisdom? What did the Bible say about what you just did? Meat for the belly. Belly for meat. And then he says, all of them we hand where? In the toilets. That's what the Bible says about what you just did. He said, ah! Somebody will just be collecting money. You won't even give yourself a treat. Then you sit down there. You order for chicken as though this is your life. You sit down there. You're eating it. <laughs> he says, it's much. It's much. It's much. Cold one. Much. Much. <laughs> you want to rescue yourself now. Rescue your life. Then you now go out. You now see, because life has dealt with you. You have this, your certificate, you are looking for a job. Then you now pass in front of Mr. Beast. You now say, I remember those days. <laughs> when you see somebody eating there, say, not me, I reject it. So you see, you have to do something now concerning your future. And I'm talking to great men and women. Glory to God. If that's you say, hallelujah. This you will shake this word. Your wealth will intimidate the unbelievers. In the name of Jesus. Because you see the Bible says a little one shall become a thousand. A small one, a strong nation. It says I will hasten it in my time. Oh boy, you are becoming so big. You are becoming so great. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Your life will not be the life of poverty. When they are talking about wealth, your name will be called. You will never be small in the name of Jesus. I declare that the wisdom of God is working in you. He's working in your spirit. The wisdom of God is working. This wisdom is pushing you to the top. In the name of Jesus. Where your mates are talking, your mouth will not be shut. The Lord God that you serve will increase you. On every side you are increased. In the name of Jesus. I declare that the angel of money will be your friend. Continually. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when the time comes for you to enjoy your wealth, you will never die out like candle. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
God's favor, God's help is pushing you to the top. In the name of Jesus, destiny helpers are locating you. They are locating you. Blasting the Holy Ghost. Come on. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.